welcome to the Lessons in Letters podcast. I'm here with my Aunt Jody, and today we're going to be talking about all the things. Cancel culture, forgiveness, what Jesus thinks of you, all the above. And before I get into any of that, I want to welcome Jody on. Hello. Hi, Aves. <laughs> I'm so excited. And if you know me, um, both of my aunts on both of my sides are seriously like family. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've called Jody for a cry, for a laugh, for advice. And I am so, so excited about her being on today because Jody's someone I've looked up for years and years. And this brings me back to when I was in eighth grade, I asked you to be my confirmation sponsor. Such and an honor. yes, I was so nervous to finally work up the courage to ask you in front of my whole family because getting confirmed in a big Catholic family is a pretty big deal. And and you're the oldest. Yes. So no pressure at all. Ace. Yeah. From there, Jody's really been um, someone I've looked up to in all aspects of my life and especially faith. And I always like to say Jody's never met a stranger, especially when it comes to faith, because We've been on vacations, out to dinner, literally everywhere. And Jody somehow gets people talking, complete strangers talking about their life, their whole life story, the highs and lows. And she has a prayer card that somehow matches their life or like whatever point they need right now. So it's it's crazy. But she really is um, someone that is so faith-filled and I look up to her for that. And she's very bold with it too. Um and I think you'll know what I mean after this podcast. <laughs> and it's not me. It's all Holy Spirit. Yeah. So I'm just a delivery girl for him. No, but it's it's awesome. Jody is so cool. And I think that you're going to learn a lot from her today. I definitely am. But and I love that we're sitting here in your old craft room. I know. So we're in Avery's basement in this room that she always created the cute little crafts with her crayons and construction paper. And here she is now creating her awesome lessons and letters, blog, um, video blogs, yes. um, podcast. So I just think, God knew what he was doing. Yes. He knew this was always going to be a creative room. And That's here you so are. funny. Yeah. Just, I love it. Emily and I in the basement down here, I was probably bossing her around playing school <laughs> and here we are, but it, I love it. it serves many purposes. But before, to go back about cancel culture, this is something I wanted to talk about. And for those who don't know what cancel culture is, as defined by the New York Post, it's the phenomenon of promoting the canceling of people, brands, and even shows and movies due to what is considered offensive or problematic. And I know people are already familiar with cancel culture for the most part, um, but for those who aren't, it seems that every other day a new person or a trend is getting um, canceled. Um, when people make mistakes or when things are considered inappropriate now and it's almost like boycotting something and before anyone comes at me do not do not cancel me for saying um, that part of cancel culture makes me a little bit sad and the reason is because I 100% believe that people should be held accountable for mistakes and they should give apologies when apologies are due absolutely but I don't necessarily agree with the whole canceling of a human entity. Um, people make mistakes. And I, th I think it's kind of like, um, what's the word? When you like say one thing, but do another. Yeah, it's like hypocritical to say um, that you're canceled for a mistake because everyone makes mistakes. We're imperfect. But Joe, this is where I want you to come in with that faith aspect. What do you think Jesus, Jesus would say about cancel culture? Well, goodness. Well, he came to save us from our sins. And he knows every single one of us are sinners. So he's going to say, okay, those to throw the first stone, you know, I mean, they know that every single one of us are sinners. So we don't have room to judge. We're called to love. Does it mean we need to like the people that don't have the same values as us? 
No, but do we need to ruin their lives because of it? Do we need to completely cancel them out? Probably not. I mean, it's okay to be bold and to speak the truth, but you do it within love. But right now with the cancel culture, it's so divisive. And I think Jesus is so sad. I think he's so broken. I think he came to redeem the world. And I really feel that his heart is breaking. Our blessed mother's heart is breaking. I mean, they came, he came to save the world, to redeem us from our sins. And he knows we are going to be sinners. And that's the beauty of our faith too, because our faith provides us with the sacrament of baptism that, you know, expunges us from our original sin. And then the gift of confession in the Catholic church, it's a sacrament that we can go and ask for forgiveness. And our church is so wise. We knew we were going to need it over and over again because we are human. We have that free will and we have that temptation, but it's so beautiful because we are called to forgive ourselves. And I think that's a big thing about cancel culture. So many people are so angry and so unwilling to forgive others because they are so broken themselves. Oh, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. They can't forgive themselves. And so why would they forgive someone else? And it's just so sad. So I think, and it's so easy to say love, 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 but within everyone saying love, 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 there's such hate, there's Mm -hmm. such divide, there's such you know, brokenness. And I think everyone just keeps denying each other. And really that does no good. But I pull in a little bit of faith. Like St. Peter was Jesus's best bud. I mean, they, he was like the inside circle of the inside circle of the apostles hung out with them for those three years and totally sacrificed everything. And guess what? Who denied Jesus at the end? St. Peter. Three times. Mm -hmm. And who did Jesus then forgive and give the keys of the church to? St. Peter. Peter. Yeah. So it's like, what does Jesus want right now? If he sees all this cancel culture, he wants the broken. He wants the ones who are so divided to himself. And it's, it's a lot of surrender, right? Mm -hmm. And, but no one in this world right now, we all want to be self-righteous and full of pride. No one wants to be meek and humble, Yeah. including myself. I mean, every day you got to just kind of surrender to that, but it's not, it's not easy. Yeah. I love what you said about St. Peter and it reminds me, I'm pretty sure this is exactly what you're saying. It's like, God tells us, he's like, I'm not done with you. You're, you're a sinner. You make mistakes, but I have big plans for you. And, um, you're going to do things for me. That's going to like promote heaven and, um, what's to come. And so if Jesus isn't done with you, then why should other people? And that's cancel culture. Like they're saying you're canceled. You can't do anything good for us anymore. You need to apologize. You need to do this and that. Like, like Mm. the God in heaven, who's like, all powerful is saying, no, I'm not done with you. Like you made a mistake. We can confess. We can apologize. Can tritely say that. And I love what you're saying. Like the more you offer that forgiveness, the world will change. I mean, it sounds so simple, but the mercy we extend to others will just like life with Christ is contagious. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm sure you have a lot of friends that you've met. You're in college now. Um, and there's some good people that aren't Christian, but the life with Christ, the people that have this natural high by following and spending time with Christ and practicing the faith, it's pretty cool and yeah. it's countercultural, yeah, right? It's not it definitely is. Cool. It's not cool to, to have faith. Yeah. No, it's not, which I think, again, I think Jesus would be so sad and offended, mm-hmm. but he is so waiting and willing. He'll, we know he is always by our side. Yeah. He will never forsake us. Never. I love that. I love that. And we already touched on forgiveness a little bit because cancel culture obviously goes hand in hand with forgiveness. And um, I think we could talk all day about why cancel culture is bad and why we shouldn't do it and um, all the things, but um, really the root of it is forgiveness, like I just said. And Jody has been an example, um, a really good example for me when it comes to forgiveness. I've had to call her a lot about things that I've been upset about and I'm a pretty stubborn and sensitive person. So that's just like a recipe for disaster when it comes (laughs) to being quick to forgive. So 
Jody, in your life so far, what are some lessons that you've learned about forgiveness? And have you felt there's anything really good that comes out of being forgiving? Oh, it's life changing. Um, again, I keep talking about our faith and I'm not talking about it because I'm a saint. I'm talking about it because I'm a sinner. So many people think churches are a um, place for saints. It's a hospital for sinners. So I want to preface it with that. Like when I'm talking about my faith, it's not because I'm holier than thou. It's because I'm broken. And forgiveness had a huge part of my transition in my faith. Um, I used to be a real jealous person, really, really jealous um, for many reasons in my life. And um, it really took a real big toll on my marriage early on. And without the grace of God and the sacrament of reconciliation and get granted um, and being given forgiveness from God to me, like true, I was so broken. And I'm like, I went in one day, it was on Divine Mercy Sunday, probably 12, 13 years ago. And I'm like, I can't do this anymore, Lord. And I was talking to a priest, but as we know as Catholics, the priest is in persona Christe. Mm -hmm. He's the person of Christ and who you're talking to. To this day, I don't know who that priest was. I wish, but it doesn't matter because it was Jesus. And I can't tell you the feeling. It was the Holy Spirit filled. And I confess, like, I can't do this anymore, Lord. I'm going to, I'm so sorry. I'm not becoming trustworthy. And there's so many things I just brought to the Lord and asked for forgiveness. And I stepped out of there. That's something that counseling couldn't have done. Nothing could have done. And it changed the trajectory of my life, not only for my marriage, but for my faith and understanding what true forgiveness was. Yeah. And so I had to forgive myself yes. before I could start forgiving others. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so powerful. Yeah. I mean, and every family's broken, right? Every yeah. family. But that's the beauty again of faith in our life. I and mean, we have that brokenness. When you see it like a broken glass, guess what can come through there? The light. So when you see something that's broken, you're just actually making room for the light. And who's the light? I think Jesus is. I know Jesus is the light. Um, So, you know, brokenness and God never promised us an easy life. Mm -hmm. Never. But that's why he gave us so many tools in this world of his word and the Bible, um, of course, and the sacraments and participating in fellowship because he knew we're going to need it. So Mm -hmm. I think forgiveness is so more powerful and it takes a lot of humility to ask for forgiveness. And I love that you said it's, nothing that like therapy or like talking it out like could have fixed it well I know therapy is totally great and so useful but I think as humans especially myself like I I'm a fixer like I like to do it myself I like to be independent with it um but like God loves when we go back to him Mm -hmm. and say we like we need you right now this is this is what I'm struggling with and that's what you did so candidly and it totally like you said changed the trajectory of your life now it did and it's just and it's a testimony that I'm not proud to share, but I, I am proud to share at the same time. You know, yeah. it was, I was in a dark spot. It, yeah. I overcame it yeah. and all because of God's grace. And, you know, we talk about cancel culture. Jesus came to cancel our sins. Mm-hmm. So people keep talking about cancel culture. It's like, okay, we need to talk about the gospel cancels what we're supposed to conquer right now. Jesus cancels our sins to erase it, to white it out. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like we're all making this so overcomplicated if we just, and everyone says choose love and I know, but to choose love, still speak the truth, Mm -hmm. but to choose love. Right. And something that I learned about forgiveness, um, in a book, one of my roommates actually gave me, it's called forgiving what you can't forget. It's by this Christian author. And one of the quotes in there says, um, forgiveness is both a decision and a process. And this was something that really stuck out to me and was an aha moment because, um, something that I thought forgiveness was, it was like, you forgive them one time and you're supposed to like move on and be the better person and put a smile on your face. But then there's something called triggers where something reminds you of that really painful situation. Like your heart hurts again, you feel heartbroken. Um, 
And so that was like a huge turning point for me because I realized I can forgive once, like that's one step. And then, um, it's, there's still processes after where you have to be like, okay, yep. That was a trigger for me. I'm upset. Um, I'm going to forgive again. Like you don't have to forgive just once. No, it's, I mean, how many times in the gospel do they say seven Seven times 77? I mean, so like so many times and guess what? Sometimes once you finally start getting closer to forgiving yourself and forgiving others, and guess what you're doing naturally, you're growing closer to God and who doesn't want you growing closer to God? Satan. So what's Satan going to do? He's going to throw those triggers at you, Avery. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's going to throw those triggers at every single one of us. He's going to throw, Oh, did you see who said this? And then you're like, okay, cancel that. It's like, no, he's going to, I mean, Satan thinks he's winning right now. And we know he might win a battle, but he doesn't win the war. So we just have to be aware. And that's another thing with our faith. We have to be aware that there's an enemy out there Totally. and he's trying to win. No, it's so true. Like I could be, I, I don't know if you could relate, but I literally, my day could be perfect. I'm just like hanging out, like scrolling on my phone and like a memory can literally pop into my head. Like nothing sparked it. It's like a random trigger. And I, I'm like curious, where did this come from? Like, is this just me randomly being like mad all the time? No, it's literally Satan. Yeah. And he does. He's trying to, he's a, he steals a joy. He's a yeah. thief. And mm-hmm. so we just, the more we become aware of that, the more you surrender yourself to God. I mean, Satan will try to attack more because he knows you're mm-hmm. growing closer but goodness, keep fighting through it. Keep praying through it and, um, keep reading the Bible and just, Oh, it's just, there's so much richness in faith and, um, especially in this broken world. Yeah. gives me such hope. Actually what you're saying about like fighting, um, one of my favorite, um, Christian like podcasters, her name is Sadie Robertson. And she had a podcast. It was like kind of about called cancer culture too. And just like the divide. And she was saying that so many sides are trying to like fight right now for what they think is right. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's hard because you're like, what side should I be on? What's, um, what is actually true? What is actually good? And she was like, no, we need to fight the good fight of faith. And that's not saying like, oh, actually, no, what I believe is right. I think this law is better. I think that this should be, um, removed or whatever. She's like, all you have to be is a good Christian person. Like put a smile on your face, like be Jesus for other people, show people who Jesus is. And I love that. And it's just going back to cancel culture and forgiveness and, um, like what would Jesus do? But, and speak words when you have to. Yeah. I mean, that's the beautiful thing. You don't always have to use words by, like you said, by your smile. Once we get Mm -hmm. rid of the mask, people can see the smile. They can see the smile in your eyes, even if you have a mask on right now. You know, one thing is a goal for, you know, all of us, and it's what she was kind of piggybacking off of what she was saying is to get your spouse to heaven, to get your kids to heaven. But let's take the responsibility of getting your roommates to heaven, your community to heaven. I mean, the people who you're surrounded with at school, that's our goal. I mean, there's an ultimate goal of eternity. Everyone thinks, you know, FOMO, fear of missing out. You're only, you only live once, YOLO, whatever. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I'm old. I don't no. know all these terms. I love it. But um, you don't live once. Our goal is we're going to live one way or the other in eternity. Mm-hmm. And so we have a choice. And I think... And you don't want to have that. There's so much fear being put on in the news right now. And I don't want to put fear for people to think, Mm -hmm. goodness, am I going to go to hell? But that there's, you know, we have to choose and we have to grab each other's hands and take them to heaven because that's what matters. Who cares if you're Republican or Democrat, liberal, conservative, whatever it may be. Our goal is to bring people to heaven. Yes. And I love that. I was actually telling Tanner, for those who know Tanner, he's my boyfriend. He just became Catholic. And I was telling him, I was like, you choosing... Um, to live a life that's faith filled. And like, he's definitely on fire for his faith right now. I'm like, you don't even have to like go around, like holding the Bible in people's faces or reciting Bible verses or like reposting a Bible story on your Instagram. Like it's just by like 
people are naturally gravitated towards people who are on fire for their faith and um who really feel God's love and like that's all you have to do that's you it. know that's it you know and I know Chick-fil-a has been part of this cancel culture um but I've run into some really nice people at Chick-fil-a so when mm-hmm. we go through the drive-through from the people waving you in to the checkout line to the counter picking up my food they call me by name and that's what Jesus does for each one of us he calls us by name and I said if the world could be more like Chick-fil-a and this is not political. This is just in the kindness that they exude and the smile that they give mm-hmm. and the eye contact and just the customer service. I feel like our world would be totally. so much better. I mean, I it know. sounds so oversimplified, but no, it literally is though. Like I remember when people are like looking me in the eyes, like, hi, Avery, how are you? And they, they don't start talking about themselves first. They genuinely want to know how your day is. And if you're like, good, they're like, why? You know? Yes. And, and that's simply, yeah, that's simply being a Christian. Yes. And humanity. Like yeah. you said, and a lot of people think, oh, you know, to be a Christian, you always, you know, People, you have to do all oh, so much good. But if you are a Christian, you will do good, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. because and the more you spend time, like any good relationship, how do you grow closer closer to somebody by spending time with them? Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of our, you know, Christian faith. The more you want to, if you want to grow closer and you feel empty, first of all, that might be Satan saying, "Oh, I'm not good enough. I'm too broken to be in a relationship with Jesus." Don't believe it. Just mm-hmm. say, "Okay, Lord." take me. I'm yours. Surrender yes, and see where that. he leads you. I love that. And speaking of Jesus, um, I think this is like a good, um, transitioning point. I want to ask you for those who are faith filled and for those who aren't, what would you say Jesus thinks of you? Like, what does he think of us? What would he say to us? Well, he made each and every one of us in his image and likeness. So how could he not say, I love you? I love that. It's simple mm-hmm. as we are come as you are broken, cold, lukewarm. I mean, he wants you, he hungers for you. I mean, that's the beauty. It's like one thing I was listening today earlier on the radio is how lonely people are, especially in college. I think it was through St. Paul's outreach. They were talking about kids are so lonely. Adults are so lonely and everyone has a God sized hole in their heart. They might not know it's the hole that God is supposed to fill but he created you for a purpose and his purpose is to live out. And it's going to be different. Your purpose is different than mine. Mm-hmm. Your purpose is different than, you know, Emily's and Marcus's, but we all have a purpose and we can't compare and just ask every day, Lord, what is your purpose for me? And oh boy, hold on tight <laughs> because you will just, he'll blow your expectations out of the water of what he will bring to you and the joy. Don't get me wrong. There'll still be suffering in this world. There's still so much suffering, but he guides you and holds you and it's just, it's a beautiful journey. Mm-hmm. No, I love it. And I think, um, another thing for me too, is like knowing what God would say about us or what he thinks about us. I think the more you start asking that question, like literally just being like, God, what do you think about me? God, what do you like about me? I actually learned that in, um, RCI when I was going through Tanner's RCIA with him. Um, one of the girls who was teaching it was like, next time you pray, like just ask God, what is it about me that you really love? Mm-hmm. And I like, that's such a short and simple prayer. And just like Jody was saying, like, there's, there's so much comparison and like, you can, you're going to be so different than the next person. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Like, why are we turning to Instagram? Why are we turning to Facebook? Why are we talking, even turning to like our own family and friends to affirm who we are? Like, why can't we ask God? What do you think of me? What do you like about me? Oh, and he'll just fill your heart. And again, he'll fill that God sized hole. And to hear him, we have to be silent. Yeah, and that's and hard this, part. And this is the hard part. And that loneliness, people are so connected through their phones always, but they're not, they're so, so lonely. They probably have never been more lonely in their life. 
but just to sit in that classroom of silence. Matthew Kelly, he's a big um, Catholic speaker, and he always talks about the the classroom of silence, and that's not easy. But the more you do it, the more you'll get comfortable. And gosh, to be able to hear God and don't worry, you're not, you might not ever hear him audibly in your ear, but you'll hear him in your heart. He'll put people in front of you that'll speak through him, through them about you know what he's sharing yeah. about you and how, how much he loves yes. you. So I just think, I just want everyone to know everyone is so loved, no matter how broken, how lonely you are. Um, it's just a fun journey. Oh, I love that. So Jodes, I know you said, um, it was a couple of years back when you were in the church and you're talking to that priest and, um, like everything changed for you. Like that changed, um, who you are today. So I want to, I'm curious, have you always had this much faith and where did this like hunger and fire for God really start? It's funny you ask, um, went to Watterson and I remember going to our junior year retreat and I was at Worley high school and I think it was just a one day retreat. It wasn't overnight. And I, I think it was the first time I really felt the Holy spirit. And at that time, I wouldn't have said the Holy Spirit because we didn't talk about it like that, which is sad. But I, looking back, I just remember feeling something. So that was like my first encounter. I think encounters are really important for kids, adults to have still this day because it's almost like fireworks go off that first time. Yeah. It's not always going to be like that. But So that was big um, at high school. And then in college, my heart was broken. A high school sweetheart broke my heart, and I started turning to my faith. And I was at Ohio State as well, like you are, mm-hmm. go Bucks. And I started going to some retreats like during Lent at Immaculate Conception, which was my grade school when I loved. And I would get up early and go to these. And the inner peace that I found, I realized right away that it only came from above. And it was, I hungered for it. I hungered for it more. So I don't know. And there wasn't like a real big moment, but it was in my brokenness yeah. that I grew closer. So mm-hmm. again, the brokenness just opens up areas for the light to come in. And so it was really in times of my brokenness that I just encountered God more, but you know, and then I just made a choice. Am I going to practice it more? And I've gotten involved in some of the ministries here in Columbus, the Columbus Catholic women's conference and Damascus. They're doing some female or women's retreats that I've been privileged to be a part of. So it's been so great. And there's just no doubt the more you practice it, it exposes your brokenness more. Mm-hmm. So that's been very, very humbling but you just hunger for it more. Mm-hmm. And it's so, true. yeah, so it's just been it a journey. Is. I mean, there, I don't have some crazy story and yeah. I, so many people do, and I hope you can share some of those stories in your future podcast. But mine is just, I'm a mom of three. I love my husband. I love my kids. I love my whole extended family, my parents, my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, my in-laws, everybody. But it's because I've fallen more in love with Jesus mm-hmm. and that's why I love them more. And I think it seems so simple, but the more I've grown in my faith, I really understand you can't love others until you love God. That's so good. And definitely a lesson I'm trying to implement into my life. There's definitely a lot of people where I'm like, we do not share anything in common. And like this person really rubbed me the wrong way. But um, that's such a good point you brought up. Like this person is also made um, in Jesus's image and likeness. And like there's things um, in this person that like God has to, you know, mm-hmm. um, but he places I love those that. people in front yeah. of us. There's people called like sandpaper people that they just <laughs> literally rub you the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh my gosh, you're just like, they're a sandpaper person. Mm-hmm. Like you're just like, Oh, you got to cringe. <laughs> but like, and they, people talk about like diamonds, diamonds just don't appear in the shape that they are. They have to get molded in intense heat to shape them. Mm-hmm. 
And that's what God does to us. He puts us in these conditions sometimes that have to form us. And so he puts us with those sandpaper people or in difficult situations because he's chiseling off brokenness pieces of us to make us his masterpiece. Oh, that's so good. And it's so true. And if like you're in the middle of like that, um, I guess being molded, it is tough. It's like, it's hard to have this outlook where it's like, this is amazing and this has changed my life and this is so beautiful. But if you are in that time right now, just know that so many people are going through that too. And um, I always like to think, I don't know why I always think this, but when I'm like going through a hard time or like going through a hard like life lesson that I'm trying to learn. I'm like, you know what? One day if I have kids, I don't know. I'm like, one day I'll be able to tell my future kids this, yes. you know, like I'm, I'm going through these bruises. So like, maybe they don't have to, oh, you know, that's beautiful. And you know what? A great quote is for every test. There's a testimony. Oh, that's good. So you just can't, you just, life is not going to be a silver platter that just, mm-hmm. you know, you fall into, but I feel sorry. And I, it's not out of like pity, but I do have like, I feel sorry for people that don't have faith because I know people who've lost their children, who've lost their spouses, who have gone through tragedies that no one on this earth, you think like, why God? But then you see the people with the faith who still get through that in the hope of eternal life. And so it's just, it sounds so oversimplified, but our life is such a purpose for the glory of heaven. It is. It is. So is, oh my gosh, this is all so good. I feel like I could talk to you for (laughs) literally hours. Every time I see Jody, I'm like, what happened in your rotary group? Like, can you tell me like a new story or something like that? Cause you always just have, it, it really is like that, that hunger. Like I, I want to know it's all that good stuff. But. And you know what though? And I tell my kids, it's still, it's not going to be an easy path, but the more you grow closer to God, guess what? You see him everywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why it's, it is like Avery joke that I have prayer cards and I hand them <laughs> out and my girlfriends, if they ever listen to this, will laugh because they do. They're like, oh, Jody sets up a <laughs> spiritual booth. It's like, you know, in the, um, the peanut factory when they had that little booth and it says five cents counseling. Yeah. <laughs> and they say, they drew a picture of me in there and they're like, okay, five cents, Jody with her prayer cards, <laughs> handing them out. But it's not me. It's just like holy, the Holy Spirit brings people in front mm-hmm. of me and hopefully at the right moment. And I just ask every day, okay, Lord, use me today. Who can I be for you? And it's not about me. It's yeah. about him. And that's the beauty of it. So oh. it's just, it's so much fun, but our faith is powerful. Our Christian mm-hmm. faith is so powerful. I love our Catholic faith. I love the sacraments that are within it that strengthen us. And that's one way to grow deeper is just to dive deeper. And if you're hungering right now too, and if like, let's say you haven't been baptized yet in the, in the Christian faith or the Catholic faith or practiced your sacraments, there's no time better than now to run back to it. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's so many great resources out there and there's just be vulnerable. Yeah. I know. And like we were saying earlier, it's, it's not quote unquote cool to have no. faith. Um, but the, I promise the rewards are eternal, eternal. They are clearly period. I mean, period. <laughs> There's no ifs, ands, or buts. It's eternal one yeah. way or the other. Yes. Okay. This is, this is all so good. And I feel like I just got like 5,000 amazing lessons out of the lessons and letters podcast. But, um, in close, I asked you to prep just one lesson and then a little letter, um, that we can take away. So, okay. Yeah. And this is hard. This is so hard because I'm not short winded, but I guess a simple letter with everything from the cancel culture and people worrying about the future and even tying in the faith is that we can't see the future, but we certainly know who holds it. So oh, surrender yourself to him. That's comforting. Yeah. That, that is. is, it's not in our control. So as worked up as people get from every angle of the world that we're in now, Just, we know who holds the future. Mm -hmm. Give it to him. Give your future to him. I love it. 
And then a letter. Um, oh, I had a few different ideas for the letter. I know okay. it's like a little bit longer than. No, it's okay. I love it. But um, well, one thing is is this is probably more of a lesson. But Saint Catherine of Siena is a favorite um, saint of mine, and she has a quote: "If you are who God meant for you to be, you will set the world on fire." I love that. So that is another little lesson. But um, no, it's awesome. And then I guess for a letter, let the Holy Spirit lead you. He will totally never misguide you. Be vulnerable with Jesus. Like any relationship, if you want to grow closer to that person, spend time together. So I just challenge you all in this broken world that we live in right now with such a divide. Just give it to Jesus. That's it. That is so good. I love it. Love you, Aves. Thanks for inviting me. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Joe. This was so good. I can't wait myself to go back and listen. Um, I think it's hard when you're recording a podcast to like really absorb all the information so I'm so excited I think I learn something new from you every well, time <laughs> and I, same for you Avery you're inspiring me and many so I love you I'm proud I love of you. you thanks